every single day. I'm flattered that somebody asked me about my skincare. And I have to admit, I was horrible about taking care of my skin until basically in my 40s. Do not wait. It makes a huge difference. And it is so important that you think about what is in your products before you put them on your skin. You want to look for products that are non-GMO, that are toxic-free, free of preservatives, free of synthetic additives and pesticides and chemical fertilizations, like a lot of these things, plus dyes and parabens and other horrible ingredients are in a lot of your skincare products. So I encourage you to find a skincare product that is clean and truly organic. I use Purity Woods. It's something I discovered just before we started traveling. I use two of their products daily. I use their age-defying day cream and I use their night cream. And don't forget to use it on your neck and your chest. Don't just stop at your face, ladies. This is a skincare line formulated by chemists at the top of their field. This is a product that helps to support the production of collagen. It also does so without disrupting your hormones or drying out your skin or creating any irritations. So turn back time on the appearance of your skin with Purity Woods Age Defying Dream Cream. I'm going to spell it for you. P-U-R-I-T-Y-W-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash Shaleen. Enter code Shaleen. Again, it's Purity Woods dot com forward slash Shaleen. You get 10% off when you use that code and the link to it is always in our show notes. Hey, it's Shaleen and I'm super excited to be able to spend this time with you. You're going to find this episode really fascinating, whether you're mating, dating, or married. <laughs> oh lordy, here we go. It's going to be interesting. I guarantee you're going to love this episode. Some of what you'll get today what it takes to stay married, what not to do on a date, how to navigate the crazy, dramatic, insane world of online dating, how to know if somebody is healthy, mentally, emotionally, sexually, when you're just starting to get to know them, how do you stay married, what does it take to stay married, what should you look for when you are doing online dating, I'm going to share my thoughts on love is blind and some of the cheesy, cheesy things that guys do that would just make me vomit and run the other way. And then I'm going to invite you into a conversation that I have with my girlfriend after she went on a date with a guy who she found very attractive, but then he did something that had her thinking, is this a red flag or is this someone I could consider dating, but kind of put them in a different category. I'll let you decide. All right, here we go. Do you know what? I have no business whatsoever giving you advice about dating. I'm not good at it. Obviously, I'm good at marriage. Dating, I have not been on the dating scene for like 32 years. But it's funny how when my girlfriends are dating, I'm suddenly the expert. There's a word for that. Our word of the day is ultra crepidarian. I've got this new app. This is not an ad. I have an app though that's like the word of the day and I love this one. Ultra crepidarian is someone who expresses their opinions <laughs> on matters outside their scope of knowledge or expertise. Today's episode will be ultra ultra crepidarian or would it be ultra crepidarious? I don't know. I'm going to share opinions well outside my scope of expertise. I'm not telling you and I wouldn't tell anyone how to do anything other than just to share what did work for me. However, when it comes to this topic, I do very much enjoy thinking that I could be an expert at this, but I really have no clue. 
And that subject is dating. And I'm no expert at dating. Obviously, I haven't dated in 32 years. I have no business giving anyone dating advice. But there's nothing more fun than living vicariously through the post-divorce dating apps and dating dramas of several of my friends and some of you who love to write in and tell me about your escapades. And I just find it fascinating. And I don't know if you're like this, if, if you're in a relationship, if you also find it fascinating to like sit next to someone when they're doing their swiping. If you haven't done this with one of your girlfriends or a guy friend for them, and I've done it with some of my guy friends too, take a look. It's so interesting to see what it is your friends will like immediately dismiss. And then you're like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold up. Let's give this one a chance. Like, let's have a conversation. Or the huge red flags that I feel like sometimes they miss. I'm not an expert, but I do think I have figured out how to stay married at least to one person. Now, does that mean that I can help you stay married to the person you're married to? Probably not. But I can tell you what's worked for us. And maybe you can like morph some of those things or take little pieces of it or go, yeah, that might work. We get asked this question all the time, like Brett and I. What is your advice for anyone? And you you know my answer. It's go to therapy. People who have issues that are unresolved are going to have a really hard time staying in a relationship and a marriage. And I know it's real easy to point at the other person and say they're messed up. They're a narcissist. That is so annoying. I'm sorry. Please don't be offended. But if you are, that's on you. I feel like everyone who is divorced says that their partner was a narcissist and that's why they had to leave. Like I was married to a narcissist, the gaslighting. I'm like, so everyone was married to a narcissist? Like, I think this is just the word now that we're using to describe someone who we didn't get along with and they were an asshole, but maybe you were too. And I know that sometimes there are legitimate reasons and there are legitimately people who are for sure, have narcissistic personality disorder or narcissistic traits. But like, we all have a degree of narcissism. Everybody does. But man, if you have a fallout with a parent or you just cannot see eye to eye with your ex, the in vogue thing to do, it seems, is to say that they're a narcissist. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure plenty of them are. But there's also a lot of people out there who think somebody else is a narcissist when it does take two to tangle. Tangle? Tangle? Tango? Is, are you tangoing? Are you tangled? I don't know. Either way, what I'll say about making a marriage work is that you have to put your ego aside. You have to, you have to be right, but let the other person think that they're right sometimes. You have to learn how to apologize when you really don't want to. You have to think every day, like, what can I do to make this person feel so loved and appreciated and respected? And that's something I would hear other couples say, like when Brett and I first got married. And you know, you want to hear that advice from people who have been married a long time and you want to know, like, what does it take? And whenever they would say, we really have to respect each other. I remember thinking, what does that even mean? That's so vague. Of course you respect the other person. But now I get it because it's almost deeper than respect. It's like you have to have so much care and concern for their ego and for the way that they feel. And that kind of goes beyond respect. It's like a good parent has to respect their child. And by that, I mean like you don't respect your child if you're going to humiliate them in front of other people. If you're going to put them down. I was just watching Love is Blind, the new season. 
I'm just to the point where they have proposed, so don't tell me anything, okay? But I know it's a really good season. Everyone has told me to watch it. But oh my God, there's this one part where one of the dudes sings a song to the girl like just before he proposes. I haven't gone on Twitter yet. When something horrible happens in a reality TV show, like someone just goes off or someone like makes a major blunder or it's just a horrific outfit, go straight to Twitter. Do not walk. Do not pause. I mean sprint to Twitter to read the comments because you will not be disappointed. And so I'm watching Love is Blind and I'm going to go immediately to Twitter because there's this scene that is so effing cringy. It reminds me of everyone's, at least in my opinion, worst dates ever. And I try to log in on Twitter, but I got a notification from Elon Musk that I have to deactivate two-factor authentication on Twitter unless I have a blue check. Well, I don't have a blue check on Twitter. Now all the platforms, you have to pay for a blue check, which frankly, I kind of like because everybody thinks a blue check is such a flex and so many people like, I don't know, it's just a blue check is stupid in terms of like thinking it's clout worthy. I just think it's like an ID. It's useful if you don't want people to impersonate you and there's constantly people impersonating me, impersonating Brett, like trying to like DM you and tell you that, hey, just send me a Venmo with this and I'll jump on a call with you, stupid stuff. Anyway, so Elon Musk has figured out, well, there's a whole bunch of people on here who have a lot of followers, don't wanna lose their followers, and it's very easy to get hacked if you don't have two-factor authentication on. Well, I have two-factor authentication on because that's where I originally got hacked, was on Twitter, but now you can't use two-factor authentication unless you pay for your verification. I digress. So I haven't gone yet to see what the comments are, but there is this scene in Love is Blind where this guy, Zach, is, I can't remember if he proposed to this girl or not. Her name was Erna, I think, or Irma, Erna, something like that. He sang her a song. He's like, can I sing a song for you? And he's like, Erna, I love you. I knew it was real. My heart you would steal. It is so bad. It is so bad that I think even if I was madly in love with Brett Johnson before he proposed to me, if he sang a song like that, first of all, you have no self-awareness if you think you should be writing and singing a cappella <laughs> on national TV a song like this, it is so bad, which means you have no self-awareness, number one. Number two, you're just creepy, cringy, weird. So if a guy ever wants to sing you a song, run. I want to mention my pillow that I've been sleeping on that my husband tried to steal from me last night. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I bought this pillowcase. You know, there's lots of silk and satin pillowcases, but I found one that is insane. And then I bought a matching robe and then I bought the spray that you spray your pillows with before you go to bed or your bed linens. And it's like eucalyptus and lavender and it smells delicious. I discovered all of those products after initially it was a silk pillowcase from Blissey that made a huge difference for me that I bought because I had was watching a bunch of videos of people talking about like how to repair overly chemically processed hair like mine that's super fine anyways. And everyone swears by using a silk pillow. So then I did a little bit of research and found this pillowcase by Blissey. And it's not just that it keeps my hair detangled and it's better at night for your hair, but it's also temperature regulating, which is 
huge. It's also hypoallergenic and you could just like throw it in the washing machine. Everybody loves these pillowcases. I freaking love their robe too. But by the way, over 1 million people have tried Blissey and you can now try Blissey for 60 nights risk-free. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissey is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. So if a guy ever wants to sing you a song, run. I'm uncomfortable when I'm at a restaurant and they want to do that serenade thing where like they did that when we were in France. We went to one restaurant and they were like serenading. And I'm like, I left the table. So when I felt like, oh, we're going to be the next table, I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to go in the bathroom because I don't know what to do. When someone's singing you a song, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to look at them? Are you supposed to mouth the words? Are you supposed to like bop your head and snap your fingers? Are you supposed to be like all teary? Well, I'm going to play you a snippet of his song. Okay. Are you ready? No, you're not. The bluest guy the blues had found As we laid in the pause I knew it was real My heart you would steal You found me all alone I found myself What? A Blarney Stone A Blarney Stone? What? Run! That's my advice for the guys. Just don't be a cheese pot. Like, don't be cheesy. Don't show up with a single rose on a date. That's the cheesiest thing on the planet. Ugh. And again, I've not dated in 32 years, so I have no clue what I'm talking about. But just based on my ancient history and my my memory, anytime a guy would be like, oh, I just uh, I want to ask you, can I kiss you? Or worse yet, I feel like I want to kiss you. I feel like I want to throw up in my mouth. Because that tells me two things. A, we don't have any chemistry. Because if there is chemistry, then you don't ask. I mean, you lean in. That's the ask. I have no clue. Maybe times have changed. Maybe now that's like not considered consent and you actually have to get consent to kiss someone. But I think consent is you just kind of lean in. And they're either going to kiss you back or they're going to give you a cheek. But to ask is so cheese pot, literally. I'm just so glad I don't have to deal with the whole dating app things. Like I can live vicariously through you guys or through my friends. We got to meet people the old-fashioned way. You go to a club, you go to a bar, you smoke a few Marlboro Lights, and you drink your wine coolers and you wait for a cute guy to walk in wearing his stonewashed ash acid jeans and high top Adidas in his curly haired mullet. And you know, you're wearing a pair of cowboy boots and a mini skirt and you just flirt with each other at the bar and then you swap pager numbers. Like that was terrifying and exciting and fun. And it was like a hobby. Like in college, you didn't sit on your phone and just swipe. You had to get your cute outfit on. You had to rat up your hair. You had to like go to the club and you had to try to dance seductively or make eye contact or flirt or talk. And it was very physical. Like now, I don't know, on these apps, you can't really tell. Like, first of all, is this a recent picture or is this like so old? How tall are you? I don't know. I can't see your body. Like all these things, you know, and even just the way someone holds himself, that 
is either attractive or unattractive, right? And so I am, I'm just bummed out for a lot of you that have to deal with these apps. Although you can swipe through more, but I bet you swipe, like I would have swiped past Brett because at the time I was very attracted to guys with like light hair and light eyes. I would have probably swiped past him. But now like it just feels way more complicated. There's rules like when do you text? When don't you text? Do you give them your phone number? No, you give them your Instagram. You start with DMs. And how long do you DM before then you're exchanging phone numbers? And then you exchange phone numbers and people can really hide behind their screens. They can hide behind photoshopped images. And then you can kind of make up your mind about who someone is simply by stalking them on social media. I think that's probably a good thing, but maybe not, right? Because I don't know, sometimes when you stalk somebody online, you get one impression of them and then you meet them in person and it's like completely different. And I think of what impressions I would have had of Brett if I was just looking at like his social media profile, if we were to have met in like 23 or something. I don't know if I would have been into him. I don't think he would have been into me. Like we were so different, right? But it's a completely different ball game when the only way you are able to find out those things is if you sit down in person and, you know, just slowly peck away asking all the questions to figure out who somebody is versus what they look like they are or what you think they are from looking at their social media. I think could be wrong. Like again, y'all, I don't know about any of this. I just find it so flipping fascinating. I think the guys, I think there's probably a lot more hooking up going on than what we realize. I could be wrong. So especially in the age range of like over 40 and divorced, I think of a guy has a job, decent looking, and he has the appearance that he has money and he can pretend that he's normal and healthy. He's probably getting a lot of swiping. Do you know what I mean? But for a woman after she's over 40, because now the guy that's over 40 and has a job and looks like he's poses in front of his BMW or whatever, now he's got like 25 and 30 year olds who are swiping on him because they're looking for a daddy. So he's got that pool. Plus he's got the pool of 40 year olds who are like the same age as him. And so in that age group, he gets the cream of the crop. He gets a girl who's like smoking hot, right? Which is kind of not fair. I could be wrong, but it feels like guys, they have a lot bigger demographic that they can choose from and select from. Most women, I could be wrong, and I know there are exceptions. I have a couple of girlfriends where, in fact, that is the exception. But for the most part, you know, you're looking for somebody who's like your age-ish. You're not thinking like, oh, I really want to date some hot 25-year-old that's younger than my son. Like, I could not. More power to you, girlfriend, if that is up your alley. I would rather barf, like if Brett weren't in the picture and I'm like dating someone Brock's age, what? No, please, absolutely not. That would not happen. Hell no. For me anyways, I like to mix some inexpensive pieces with some really quality pieces. And those quality pieces, this is just my own term for them, I call them fine items. I'm wearing what I would call a fine item right now. And I define that as something that's a piece that will never go out of style and it's quality, which is hard to find, right? Because things go in and out of style, but what I'm wearing right now will never go out of style. It is a cashmere hoodie in the color oatmeal. And I'm going to put a link in our show description where you can check it out. And I'm just going to tell you, 
this is an investment piece and it's the kind of thing you're going to get a ton of use out of because it's a cozy hoodie. But it's not the kind of hoodie that you would be mortified if someone saw you out in public. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you how I put this outfit together. I'm wearing my oatmeal colored cashmere hoodie with a wide leg trouser or pant in like the same exact color. So it's a gorgeous elevated look. But I'm going to tell you, I spent like less than $30 on the trousers. But the sweater was an investment because the trousers are going to go in and out of style. This hoodie is never going to go out of style. And personally, I find that you can pair like much more affordable items with quality pieces like this, and it just elevates the whole look. The sweater that I'm wearing right now is from Jenny Kane, and I actually love their site because they have a, a ton of pieces like that, like nothing trendy, stuff that's super high quality, classic cuts, classic styles. Everything she does is very minimalistic. There's no like big brand names across everything. It's just very classy, but you can dress it up or you can dress it down. All of her stuff is super comfy. Anyways, I would love for you to try out Jenny Kane. You can get one of their, what I call forever pieces by going to JennyKane.com. And again, use code Shaleen15 because that gives you 15% off when you check out. That's the promo code. They've got lightweight cashmere and warm cashmere. Like whatever the season, they have a go-to piece that's going to work for you. Again, check it out at JennyKane.com and use code Shaleen15 for 15% off. Like if Brett weren't in the picture and I'm like dating someone Brock's age, what? No, please. Absolutely not. That would not happen. Hell no. For so many reasons. Not just that it's creepy that it's like my son's age. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this in my opinion. I think it's hella creepy when men date women that are 15 and 20 years younger than them. There's exceptions. But for the most part, like, When 40-year-old guys are dating 25-year-olds or 50-year-old guys are dating 20-somethings, like, ew, that poor girl has to, like, go down on, ugh, ugh, ugh. No, the skin qualities are different. A 50-year-old woman understands a 50-year-old man's skin and vice versa. (laughs) You know, a 22-year-old girl who's seeing, like, the things that happen after age 50, I just, it would be traumatizing. I'm just so glad I don't have to do it. But I'm also very appreciative of the fact that I know a thing or two about how to stay married. And I think it, like I said, it involves setting aside your ego. It means respecting your partner. And by respect, I think I have to close that loop. I meant that you, you care so much about them that you would never do something that made them feel less than or say something that made them feel disrespected or that you didn't care about them. Like when I think about people who don't respect each other, it's like that couple, I know you've been out to dinner with them, where they start arguing. It's not a cute, funny little bicker. It's like he's putting her in her place. She's giving him a dig and now there's like this tension between the two of them and it's so awkward and they've completely disrespected each other. Ugh, that's not gonna last. If you want your marriage to be better, you need to be better. Actually, you both need to be better and you both kind of need to want to be better. And so that means going to therapy. By the way, Brett and I did therapy today with a brand new therapist. I'm kind of excited to work with him. We're not going to do marriage counseling with him. Like he even said, nothing to see here, but why don't I work with both of you individually? We did our session together, but not like about our marriage. We did about like our individual issues and that'll be fun. I love getting picked apart. I love someone calling me on my bullshit. I think it's exciting. It's 
interesting. It's eye-opening and always, 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 always makes you a better person. And this guy's like super old and very, very wise. He has two PhDs. I love how cocky he was about his skill and confidence in what it is he does. And he just listened to the two of us talk. And I was specifically thinking like, don't talk over him. Like give this therapist the impression that you are really just such a loving couple and make a great first impression. And he listened to us and he's like, oh, okay. So, so Brett, you definitely have, uh, you know, you've kind of married your your father a little bit here. I see that Shaleen likes to speak for you. <laughs> I just fell off the couch. I'm just like, son of a gun, man. He pegged me. That's for sure. Anyways, I'm excited to be a better person and growth. It's a hobby. If you're not growing, you're dying. And I don't want to die. I want to grow. And part of not dying is making sure that you get to your appointments, right? So when I was in California, I did my mammogram and my colonoscopy. If that's something you need to schedule and you're nervous about it, go back and listen to that episode because you'll learn a lot. It's no big deal. It's so chill. It's literally, I regret that I thought it was going to be such a big deal because it's not. But I did my prep the night before and I stayed over at Dr. Michaela's house. And when I got there, she was dealing with a new dating drama. So I'll let you listen in. I'm recording right now from Michaela's house. I'm spending the night here because I'm getting a colonoscopy tomorrow. It's just a long story. Like Brett's up in LA, I'm down in Orange County. So I'm, I just spent the night here. I'm so glad that I am don't have to go through this because it sounds like these dating apps are a nightmare. They kind of are. So we're talking about a recent dating experience. If you are interested in ever treating with Dr. Michaela, you should probably turn this episode off now because, you know, we wouldn't want to jeopardize the way you look at her as a professional clinician, which she is, of course, but she's also a human being. And I think most people realize like human beings also have normal lives and they procreate and they sometimes divorce and then they sometimes want to find someone else to date. Like it's all these things. So anyways, she went on a date. Did you think he was cute? I did. I mean, it's like I go, you know, in my spurts with like every three months and then, you know, I go back in there and it's not often that I'm actually find a guy that I'm actually attracted to on top of all the other personality, humor and stuff like that. So it was going good. It was a fast date. We were only going to meet for like an hour because he's got kids. I've got kids. But the way the evening ended after the date, it's like you have to stop and like think about these things and know who this person is and what they're doing and what you're doing and how, you know, how you're reading these things, how you want to approach it. Like there's a lot of thought. I'm trying to understand it. Today, I'll be Dr. Shaleen, and you'll be my client, okay? Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to generalize. that They had a great date. He's very attractive. He's professional like she is, and he was really into her. Okay. He was really, really into her. I think I would want that. Mm-hmm. That would not be a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. You know what would be a red flag for me? Mm-hmm. If somebody wasn't into me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, listen, Buster, no. If you're not oh my God, you're so smart and funny and beautiful, then bye. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to like, you learn your way through this whole dating situation when you go back into it after divorce. And I think, tell me if I'm wrong. It's been so long since you've been dating and now you're like at a different stage. Like you're a different person. You're at a different income level. You're, you have a different level of understanding of like what you want, what you don't want, all these things. And so when you're dating, it's kind of weird because 
the last time you were dating, you were in your 20s. What you're looking for and what you thought was normal and all those things, it's so different. You have so many different perspectives now, but you also can tend to go like, wait, am I overjudging? Am I overreading into this? Am I not giving this person enough of a chance? Yeah, it's kind of like you're open-minded, you're back in the dating scene, and it's kind of like things like, is he a healthy freak or he's, is he an unhealthy freak? <laughs> okay, so now you've let the freak out of the bag. So I'm going to summarize why you said that. Okay, so after their date, he's doing some friendly texting, etc. And, and he just got a little too friendly, fast. So there's language, that kind of thing going on. And it was their very first date. When I get here today, she's like, how should I feel about this? And she tells me like some of the things that he said. This is my personal take on it. For me, if somebody is like, this woman is it. I really like her. I really want a relationship with her. I'm going to be on my best behavior. And if that's his best behavior, Mm -hmm. his freak meter is through the roof then. If that's his best behavior. If that's him, like, I found this, like, really classy, beautiful woman. I'm super attracted to her. I want to have a relationship with her. And the way he decides to, like, put his best foot forward is to fly his freak flag on the phone. And for somebody else, it might be like, that's what I'm looking for. I want someone who's just, like, sexually wild and free and has no inhibitions. Mm-hmm. We have friends who are like that. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Well, I think what kind of threw me was it was a quick meet. We met for drinks or a drink, literally, not even a full one. And yeah. the whole time, in in the short time we were together, he's got two boys. They're both like like 12 and 15 and they're calling. And he, so like I'm getting this normal, normal. Yeah. This dad who is a professional, like he he's everything. It looks good. Like just, just this normal, healthy, successful, attractive guy. And it was just such a such a 180, yeah, yeah, yeah. like not even like an hour and a half later, it wasn't like a short pivot, a little pivot. It yeah. was like so Off opposite that it kind of threw me. Yeah. Kind of threw me. And this is how I feel about it. You are a grown woman and he was very attractive and you know enough about him to know that you, like he's a professional. I don't want to give away too many details so that somebody could like tie things together. If this were someone you were just interested in pursuing because there's sexual chemistry, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I I don't know because I just don't... I would have loved to just get to know him just a little bit better before I make any kind of a decision. It's just so fast from zero to 100. It's just almost too fast. Like I can can be easygoing and open and yes, I'm a grown-ass woman, but... Give me a give me a second. Give me a minute. You know what I mean? And it was just too fast. So then she's like, so what what do I do with this now? She's like, what do I say to him? She throws me her phone. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to him. She's like, come on, just say say what you know you should say. I'm like, and I know whatever you say is exactly what I mean. Time to say. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So it's like a win-win. <laughs> I need to charge for my services. Okay, where's your phone? Let's read what we wrote. You know, if this is riveting, you know, they're going to want, like, you're going to have to date every single week so we can recap it. I'm just seeing, and even in his text messages, I'm literally seeing in his conversations two completely different people. Mm. By day, I'm seeing, I'm getting texts from a total, and this is since last night, I'm getting one version that's a total 180 from this other version that I get in other texts. It's such a strange 
a stretch. Did you not start getting the, let's just call it the freaky side of him. Did you not start getting the freaky side of him until after your date? Yeah. So there were, you guys texted and talked a whole bunch before you went your first date. No. Oh, you did not? Very little. Oh. Very little. You know, because I'm... You'd done your research. You'd done. You'd ran your truth finder, which is a really important thing I make her do before every single date because otherwise it's very dangerous. I totally did. Every, and, no criminal record. Everything, no. you know, everything just checked out. And this just sounded like... He's a in guy. a profession where he has to be licensed. We're not going to give more details beyond that. Okay. And you don't think this is a maybe he drinks at night kind of thing? Because you said he only had like a half, like a couple sips of his cocktail. I don't know because I just got the dad... I got the total dad. Until you got home. Until I got home. And then I got a, a totally different guy. Okay, let me read what I wrote. So this is what I had her text him. Let me tell you how clever this message is. I'm, I'm going to break my message down in just a moment. Hey, no judgment, just curious. You were very comfortable last night on the phone. So tell me, was that tame wild or pretty normal when you feel like you have sexual chemistry with someone. Now, I think this is a brilliant text message. I'm telling you. If I do say so myself, because he doesn't, we're not leading the witness. He doesn't know what way you want him to go. Uh So we're likely to get a true and authentic answer. But look how he answered it so cleverly. Okay. So his reply back was, hey, totally normal when I have chemistry. I'm totally uninhibited when there is. What's your take on that? He's strategic and he's smart. What does this message tell you? That's the problem is he, he isn't really telling me a mm. lot. Well, how often does he have does he have this chemistry? Yeah, sexual that's, chemistry. That's yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's why it's so, such a strategic response is... I think that's fair. He's saying, oh, it's totally normal when there's this chemistry. But how often do you have this chemistry? In that case, he's not really answering my question. No, he's really not. Bottom line is this. You are in the catbird seat. And like I asked you earlier, what do you want? Because you've already decided, mm-hmm. clearly based on your values, etc. You're like, this is not somebody I would probably, I wouldn't pursue a relationship with them because it just didn't start off the right way. I think what you have to decide is, are you at least a little curious and seeing if there's just something there for fun? Or do you not want to do something just for fun? I want to go into a relationship. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a dating site. I want to go into a relationship that begins as fun and as friends, but has potential. Oh. And and not walk into it with, I'm thinking about the long-term relationship. But I, w- I would like that potential. And this is not based on the way he's, or the way he's gone about me, is not someone you introduced to mom. Okay, okay, that's fair, dude, that's fair. Yeah, and guess what? There's a lot of people out there who are, and I'm not saying he's a, what do you call it, like a sex maniac or even a sex addict, but there's there's a lot of people out there who are completely sexually uninhibited and that's just like a big part of all relationships. And so you told me to, to how would I handle all this? I'm just curious, that's all. And I know I'm in control. If, if totally. I'm you right now, I'm just going back and forth with this totally. text message thing so I can learn more about like, who is this dude? Totally. And what is he all about? Not because I'm, I want to have a relationship with him, but just like, what am I dealing with out there? And that's totally it. I'm, it, I'm just curious about what, basically what you just said, what he's all about. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's the whole completely different, you know, sides of him 
that you would never guess. And that's the thing with, with people or men. Yeah. What you see like during the day and then you get completely different person. Dude, okay, you guys, this is crazy. So I don't want to say her name because that would give it away too. But remember that crazy conversation we have with the someone who we both kind of know, not really well, but she's maybe a couple years younger than us. I think she's probably like 48, mm. I think. And so she's been single for qu- quite a while. And she was telling us you guys she's up in LA dating that's a whole nother scene and for some reason she keeps dating these kind of like high profile people there's a very very good likelihood you would know who they are and by you I mean you listening okay so one of these guys or she goes on quite a few dates with them and then he tells her he's really sexually uninhibited and he's like are you okay with that and she's like well sure and she's like you know I have become more so because I'm in LA and I'm dating these people and blah, blah, blah. She's like, but you know, I still have my things. She's telling him that she's comfortable with things, but she also doesn't know what does that mean for him, right? Because it's there's a scale for everybody. Homeboy, are you ready? Is into, I don't even know what, what they call that? it. Basically, he's into like putting a sheet of plastic over somebody and there's the, these, and these big, the air out, like yes. The, like the bags you put blankets in and stuff. I don't Space know. savers. Yeah. But a human being in there, you get put in there. So all the air gets sucks out. It, you, you're not able to move. You you have no control at all. But you can breathe. They give you like a straw. The straw. <laughs> We're both just staring at each other with our eyes wide open. Literally, it's like a space saver bag, like a giant one for humans. But they come in like jelly colors. Mm-hmm. And then the person who's in the bag is nude. And they put like a straw in their mouth so they can breathe. Okay, and this like arouses some people, and she was like, "But she got, she was in the bag." Yeah, she start, she got in, and he was like, "No, it's fun," and she was like, uh, oh, "Okay, ladies, don't ladies do not get in the bag? Do not get, get in, in the bag. bag. Do don't not get in get the bag. In the space Never." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know what got over me. I was just like, okay, just like kind of playing along." And then she goes, "Then I just." Like, as I'm kind of stepping into it or whatever, she's like, senses took over. I'm like, no, this is wrong. This is so wrong. I'm out of here. Bye. And just like left. But until then, I think she had said they'd gone on a couple of dates and she was thinking he was like really perfect. He was this great guy. Well, and- guess how he, his strategy that was in, you know, it, it was pretty smart on his end was I'll do it first. He knows how it works. He's still in control. I'll do it first. I'll make myself look vulnerable. And I'll normalize it for you. Yeah. So that now if you don't do it, what's wrong with you? I just did it. And then she was dating this other guy who is also very well known. Like I know who I know who he is. You guys probably would too. Gosh. And if you knew what he was known for, you'd be like, what? So anyway, she dates him for quite a long time. But after like the first month or two, they they just weren't really having sex at all like it seemed like there was you know he was either just like such a total gentleman or whatever Mm. and she's like really falling for him like hard and just like so into him and then he tells her at like month i think two or three or whatever i'm asexual i i don't have feelings towards anyone thoughts (sighs) the time the time you put into it and then what you find out and just after the plastic bubble man or whatever (sighs) And then it's like the next one and you think it's like a normal or a healthy or like whatever guy. And then it's this out of left field stuff that comes up that it's like, really? And you put that time into it and it's like, 
Is what you see ever what you just actually get? Or is there always going to be like this? When does the other shoe drop? Uh That's pretty much kind of how it feels sometimes. So she ends up dating him for like a year and a half. She did? Yes. Because she was like, everything else was perfect. And she was like, do I really, you know, need sex, I guess? And she said the weirdest thing of all, though, is he was constantly flirting with and stringing along all these like really young, hot girls who knew who he was and were like so into him. And they were going on this trip, like to Mexico or something. And he's like, oh, I invited a friend of mine. She's like, okay. And this young, beautiful, like 20 something girl is along with them. And she's like, what is this? And he's like, why are you acting so jealous? You know, I'm, I would never be attracted. I'm not even, I'm asexual. So, so then she starts getting gaslit by him. But they were such good friends and just like everything else was perfect. But so she would kept like making excuses for this really weird thing. And then he would just completely gaslight her. Like, you're so jealous. You act like you're a secure woman. So then why are you jealous that I have these other women around? It's just because they find me interesting. That's, I mean, that's a whole psychology session. Like that guy, what the heck? I'm sure he had the younger women around because he was trying to, you know, it it was helping him. If I have a hot woman, what does it say about me? I'm like that I'm this valuable guy or whatever. So I'm sure that's what it was about. But the gaslighting, that's the thing is, you know, as a single woman, you know, at a certain age, you're looking for somebody who's just healthy. You're open to things, but you want healthy. And it's kind of like, how are we defining healthy these days? Dude, at a certain age, is it just most people aren't healthy or what i think when you're younger you don't know what's going to come out yet everything's still stewing people's stuff it's still stewing and everything is about like potential right but then when you get older it's like what you see is what you get but people also know that so then they hide it they mask it it's been stewing and now it's brewing and now it starts bubbling over it's out there yeah they just hide it in the beginning there's no more it's not about potential what you see is what you get but they don't show you that until they feel like they've hooked you in or you're in some sort like even this guy that i just it's just now coming to me something about him saying we're already in a relationship somehow this guy the the yesterday guy Uh yeah yeah because last night i was just when he was talking or texting or whatever i was just kind of going along with it more out of curiosity to see what he's all about Let's take a break and send him a bunch of text messages and see what he says, and then we can report back. All right. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we texted him. I appreciate your honesty. Although he didn't really answer the question. Right. And so we said a few other things, and he was like, okay, okay, I've got to do some stuff. Can we chat tonight, please, with, like, praying hands? And and the thing with that is that... He wants- we're just, we're just, we're, <laughs> it's us. Yeah. we're just curious about, you know, we're dating willing- him now, yeah. we're, we're in this relationship totally. with him now. Okay. Totally. If Brett was here, he'd be involved too. Yeah. But Why the not? thing is, is, I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice being on a, a call or what have you with him just because I'm curious about him because I know, I already know what that means. Can we chat? I think we both know what he, what he wants to do is, is talk freaky again yeah and i don't know if my curiosity is that curious that do you care about this relationship at all no i i it's don't even like, know okay. i don't even know this oh, guy. okay so we're just curious i mean he was a really nice guy but it's totally just curious 
And you had sexual chemistry with him? In the hour we met? Sure. Okay. I mean, I think you can look at someone and you usually know like pretty immediately like, oh, okay, I could kiss them. Like they're, they're hot or whatever. But the, the red flag is not that he's freaky. It's that he became freaky f- zero to a hundred. I know. I'm just saying, just answer the question, Your Honor. Asked and answered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's my thing. Who freaking cares it, what he thinks? I think we just get real. We. I, don't I think care. you just. I don't care what he thinks. Uh, okay. But, but he's wanting to chat. Like, I don't. F- I, it's going on 9.30. I have an intensive this week. And mm-hmm. I do I really... I'm not, I don't want to get on the no. phone with him just because I'm curious. Right. So here's what I'm saying. Why don't we just say back to him, hey, listen. Okay, I got to be honest with you. Last night kind of freaked me out. It was a little over the top. But before that, I was really thinking you're a good looking guy. I thought we had great chemistry. It just went from zero to 100 so fast. Oh my God, so and also, I was going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But today just made me feel... A little different and so I'm just curious where you are with all that oh my god that's so perfect say it again you say it oh my god it was perfect okay okay we're sending that we're sending that experiment anymore because we already know what he's gonna say what is he gonna say to that text message he's gonna say it's because there was the chemistry and this was just unique and it was just with you and I can he's going to try to save face as much as possible but I mean kind of common sense okay. he's gonna read where where that i'm like kind of backing off uh-huh. and how can i fix it how can i fix it so we have to consider that in terms of his response we already know what he's gonna do okay so then are you interested so what's the experiment i do am not clear from you if you would be interested in just seeing where this goes for the fun of it not for a relationship let's see how he responds to things because if he can crawl his way out of this... But then that tells me that you're trying to think about him for a relationship. Would no. you be well, willing... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Here, Like I said already, I am... I'm not going to date just because I'm looking for that long-term relationship from the beginning. It has to start with a friendship. But I'm not going to date somebody who doesn't have potential, and that's just me. So you're not going to date someone just for pleasure? That's a hard question to like even yeah. answer. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'll and you know what? I don't even know. I can't even imagine being in that situation. Like, I, I don't know what my answer would be because I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm not there. there. Yeah, I just yeah, don't you know. Just never know. What's going to happen? I don't know. No. I think I would. I, I don't uh, know. I think, I think right now, thinking about it, I wouldn't. However, I wouldn't. I think, and I know this is so hypothetical, I think if my kids were in a situation where they were still at home and I couldn't imagine getting remarried because I just know how complicated things are and how hard they would be with my kids. And I think a relationship would be kind of a lot. If I were in that situation, I think I would definitely date. I would. I wouldn't be opposed to just dating someone just to date them for now even though i know they don't have the potential maybe not marriage potential in that situation i might not be ready to get married because i wouldn't think it would maybe be in the best interest of the season i was in but then once i was kids were gone things were calm 
and I was ready to be in a relationship, then I wouldn't date someone just for sex. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of whether it's just for sex or long-term relationship, it's neither negates that before anything, I want to develop some level of a friendship with the guy. Yeah. And so yeah. it goes is where it goes. Okay. But with this particular guy, there, we, there was no developing of a, of a friendship first period yeah and i think that's first and foremost important. so are we allowing him if he can back it up and create a friendship will you well you know what i i was thinking is that and men are probably gonna hate me for this but a lot of them don't know that they, they, you know a lot of them are very kind of clueless you know who's who's teaching them they, they haven't figured it out. There's not a woman telling them, you know, hey, don't say that or don't do that or this is how you're going to come off to a woman. Or I think, I think you know, a lot of them are, for lack of a better word, clueless. And maybe it's just a lack of knowing better. And unless somebody tells them, because I think if a guy makes a major mistake with a woman, unless that woman, because a lot of people would just ghost that person and then that person never figures out, like, wonder why this happened. So will I give this guy a chance to back out of it? To be honest with you, there isn't enough invested to even be thinking that far into it. But I already told you how he's going to respond. It's Okay, so if, if he does send that exact text message back or something similar, then where are you? It's not like he murdered somebody. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he did anything that was like extreme or illegal or He texted, hold on, let's read it. You just got to reply. Again? Wait. Okay, go ahead. What? I don't know, but... What? Just go ahead. Read it? Yeah, read it. Okay. We forgot to tell him the last sentence you added to the text. So your text to him was, it went from zero to 100 so fast, faster than it should have, that's for sure. And today it just made me feel a little different, almost bummed that you didn't take it a little slower. I'm just curious where you are with all of that. Then his text, here you, here you go, here's his reply. He said, well, I understand that. And the good news is we haven't slept together. Ha ha ha. I really like you. <laughs> it's rare for me to find someone that I have that kind of chemistry with. You're just super hot and it was so unexpected. And I want to get to know you and I want to spend time with you because you seem like a one in a million kind of woman. And I am not just saying that. And that instantaneous chemistry, you can't bottle that. All right, so how do you feel about that? You got to give the guy some credit. Because, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, uh-huh. I'm falling for this. Yeah. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay, so what are you going to say to this guy? Okay, let's go back over I mean, he, he just kind of like, he said exactly what you said. I think we should, I, <laughs> we should respond that, yes, indeed, I am one in a million. I wonder if he knows that he's just having this conversation with oh i don't know a hundred thousand other women like <laughs> you know it's just like he's now having a, a, a relationship with the pod squad poor guy <laughs> like i said he didn't break any laws no and it's not it's not hurting me in any way to and p.s it wasn't like freaky it was just very sexually explicit it was conversations that. it was that it was so sexually explicit conversation on his end so fast yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, it was the, almost a so fast it, it, the so fast is the thing about it it's like i just met you an hour ago did you wear your white dress or your red dress i actually bought that same dress in like four different colors so what did you wear oh a black dress just like it oh yeah now I sound like the person who blames the victim. 
What were you wearing? <laughs> what does it matter what I wore? <laughs> All right, to be continued. We've, we're going to talk about this, but maybe uh, maybe a little after our Patreon okay, you conversation. Sure you respond to that. I don't know how to respond to this. You guys, how should she respond? Drop a comment in the pod squad. Let us know. You, remember, he left it off with like... He fixed it. He, he's he, trying to fix he's, it. He said she was one in a million. I want to spend time with you. I know what I would say. What? I'm not going to lead the witness. I want to see what the pod squad has to say. All right, so drop a comment in our Facebook group or in, pa- in the Patreon app and let us know how should she respond to this. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. I just think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I think it's fascinating. I would love to hear some of your stories. There's a number you can call where you can leave us a voicemail message. Actually, I don't want you to call the number. I want you to click on the link that's in our show notes because it's going to take you to my website and you'll look on the side. There's like this little widget that'll say, leave a voicemail. And the reason why I want you to do it there is because the sound quality is so much better than if you leave me a voicemail message on my Google number. So please leave it there on the website. I will put it in our show notes. What I would love for you to do is give me a little bit of background. Write down some notes before you make the phone call so you can be as concise as possible. Give me a little, just the history that I need. If I need more, I will will voicemail you back, but just give me a little bit of history and then what is your question about what to do in this particular situation, okay? And I will give you my best advice. In the meantime, we would love to hear what advice you have for Michaela. You heard me. You heard the advice that I gave to her. Hopefully, I will have an update coming for those of you who are on Patreon from Michaela this weekend and a whole bunch of other stuff, an update on the Village Tooth and a bunch of other things that we haven't closed the loop on and we need to do so. So for those of you who are Patreon, you can look for that tomorrow. Hey, love you, mean it, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday.